Hi friends, welcome to Mother and More, a podcast with me, Caitlin Soule. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm a wife and a mom to three kiddos. I am passionate about helping people make the changes they want to or need to make so that they can live their best life. I'm on a mission to modernize therapy, talk about mental health, motherhood, and really just life in a way that's real and helpful. In my journey to doing so, I will share stories from my own experience and tools and skills that I teach my clients in my clinical practice in hopes that you feel a little bit more inspired to lean in, to deal with the tough stuff, and revel in this beautiful, messy thing called life. Hi guys. Okay, so before you dive into this episode, after listening to it, after I recorded it, I recognized that I wanted to add something and I forgot to in the episode. So the first thing I want to say is that I realize this might be a very triggering topic for women who are struggling with either fertility issues or who have um, had a miscarriage or miscarriages or lost a child. Sometimes it can be really hard to hear about other women's birthing journeys or motherhood journeys when you feel like you haven't gotten your um, your desired outcome yet. So you're on my heart. I recognize this. I commend you for being here and for listening. Um, And I think it's so important that we share and tell our stories so that we can shine the light on maternal mental health and just women's mental health in general. So I wanted to add that. I also wanted to add that while I'm telling my birthing story, there are a couple of graphic details that if you're sensitive to things, um, like medical things that it might be triggering for you as well but I'm sorry that's just the nature of birth all right enjoy Hey friends, it feels so good to be back. I took a couple week hiatus from the podcast because again, life stuff, Um, but I have been doing a lot of thinking and a lot of writing and a lot of brainstorming on stuff that I want to explore on this podcast and the direction I want it to go. Um, And so it's been a really great moment for me to kind of take stock of all that. But I'm glad to be back. Today, I want to talk about maternal mental health And I'm going to honor that, or I'm going to take part in that, I should say, by sharing my birth story. My daughter, my oldest daughter, turned five two weeks ago. I guess it was a week ago now. Um, And I felt a lot. I had a lot of big moments of reflection that kind of surprised me. I think overall I was more emotional and nostalgic than I thought I would be. And I'll go into that a little bit more. So... I want to take a few minutes to talk about maternal mental health, then go into my birth story. I wrote a little birth story slash love letter to my daughter that maybe will resonate with you if you're a mom or just a woman who has a mom or a sister or a friend or even if you're a man who has a mom because your mom gave birth to you and there's something so powerful about that, right? Um, So... As you know, I'm sure if if you are on Instagram ever or social media ever or pay attention, this month, May, is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, And, you know, mental health 
awareness often gets, I think, misconstrued as um, mental illness awareness, right? What I mean by that is, um, yes, it's so important to pay attention and shed light on mental illness and um, disorders that people struggle with, but it's also equally and probably even more important to pay attention to the things that keep us mentally healthy. So let's pay attention to that. Um, and one of those things when it comes to specifically um, women's mental health or maternal mental health is being able to tell our stories to reflect on the things that have happened to us or around us and process them. Maternal mental health is largely um, I don't want to say ignored, but largely, yeah, I guess I'll, yeah, ignored in our society and culture. I think that's changing and shifting. Um, historically, we've had this strong emphasis on baby, right, which clearly we need to because baby needs to go on into the world and survive. And um, however, we kind of leave moms behind when we don't also focus on how they're doing when they leave the hospital. How is their mental and emotional health? Who's taking care of mom, right? So um, I want to shine light on maternal mental health and um, do my part by talking kind of specifically about one thing we as moms can do to help maintain our mental health, which is, like I said, small thing, but it's important, is to reflect on our birth story or, or our experience of motherhood. So you don't necessarily have to write it, although writing is great because it does access a different part of your brain um, that helps you to kind of like store the memory and process it different. Recording can help if, I mean, is might be a better choice if you feel like writing is a struggle for you or it doesn't really feel good to you. Whatever works. It has been shown that processing your birth story, taking time to stop and reflect is extremely powerful in healing from especially traumatic births or just integrating your experience into this new life of mom, right? Or motherhood, I should say. Given the intensity of the birth experience, our memories can be jumbled or even chaotic um, until we have the chance to process them and assemble them into a narrative. Writing can stabilize our experiences. This obviously goes beyond um, experience of birth or motherhood. All of our experiences um, can be stabilized by taking the time to sit down and write about them. So the reason why, like I said before, like that this is so timely for me is because my oldest daughter just turned five. And in trying to do my own research in maternal mental health and learn how I can connect more with women in this space, um, I recognize that I have such a unique and specific memory of each one of my child's birth. I also recognize that I never wrote my experiences down um, or processed them in that way. And I'm a person who when I have something big or heavy or momentous on my heart, it's like I just have to get it out. I have to you know, take it from my brain to pen to paper or um, fingers to computer, whatever it may be. Um, and, and the words just kind of flow quick and easy. It's like I get it off my heart because this weight is so much or so heavy to carry and it feels so good after. For me, it's the best kind of therapy. I recognize that not everybody processes that way. So find your thing. 
And here's a newsflash for you. I'm five years late on this, so it's never too late to sit down and do this. Um, my daughter just turned five. It's better late than never, right? So here this goes. I wrote this uh, the day before she turned five, so this is going to be my little uh, letter. Let me find it here. Okay, here we go. There's something so momentous that feels so big to me around my daughter turning five. We go about our lives and being a mom or a parent is just full of little moments, big moments, chaotic moments, long days, crazy days, struggle, bliss, and it all starts to jumble together and then all of a sudden it hits you. It hits you that you're no longer able to pick them up with the same ease, that they've developed their own opinion about stuff and they're actually learning how to navigate things like relationships, struggle, emotional things like pain, disappointment, excitement, all of their feelings. For me, this realization has happened right before my eyes. As my oldest daughter is on the verge of turning five, I'm feeling so many things. I'm stuck between wanting to remember every little moment of the past five years and simultaneously wanting to keep moving forward and get to witness the beautiful person she's becoming. My mind is pulling me back to her birth and how the moment she came into the world was, was the moment I felt a love that I could have never known before. A love that truly transcends space, time, logic, the kind of love that had me knowing without a doubt I would lay down my life for her. Motherhood was born into me on April 28th, 2014, and I would never be the same. I remember the birth like it was yesterday. All three of my children's births are etched into my memory so strong and so separately. This isn't only my experience, but I believe it's all mothers' experiences. My own mother can recite the details of every one of our births, and her eyes still light up as she tells them. My husband's grandma, a short time before she passed at the age of 92, um, I believe that's how old she was, she couldn't, she couldn't really remember our names or you know, figure out who was who towards the end, but she could tell you the exact story of how each one of her seven children were born. The birth event is just the beginning, and yet it will always be with us, even at the end. When Mia was born, the labor was long and relentless like most first labors. I was shocked at both the pain, the strength, and the endurance of my body, the comfort of my husband's hand, and the complete abandon of all self-consciousness. Nothing mattered other than doing what I needed to get this baby into the world, and yet so much felt out of my control. And then she came, hours and hours and hours later, and failed epidurals and all kinds of fun things. <laughs> I can still feel the weight of her small, warm body laying on my chest. I looked up and saw tears in my husband's eyes and heard his proud and shaky voice say, It's a girl. I wanted to scream from the top of my lungs. We made it, baby girl, we made it. But instead, there was this silent rejoicing that had tears streaming down my eyes, my body shaking from exhaustion, and then a sudden rush of adrenaline. It was pure euphoria. It was the calm after the biggest storm I'd ever weathered. All the while, though, I didn't realize that I was in trouble until I saw the look of my husband's face go from elated to strangely serious. He's not a real serious guy most of the time. And he was suddenly really close to my face, trying to engage in small talk, which I obviously knew was an attempt to distract me. I knew something was awry, 
And I, when I looked just beyond his face, I saw doctors swarming into the room and um, rags of blood go flying in the air. Um, I now know that they were um, that they were using the rags, I guess, to count the or measure the blood loss. Um, and a very calm and skilled doctor focused on trying to figure out where the bleed was coming from. The strangest part to me about all this and. I think other moms who have been th- who have had a hemorrhage can relate is that I, I almost felt like I couldn't care. I had no feeling, no fear. I was just there watching it, watching it as if it were a show. Like I was outside of my body. It must have been the oxytocin or the exhaustion, but I felt unfazed while everything around me told me I should be really afraid. Luckily, the doctor with the amazing amazingly calm and steady hands was able to stitch my torn cervix which it ended up being um the source of the hemorrhage from then on it was smooth sailing well as smooth sailing as life with a newborn and newborn parents can go i still remember the first night we brought mia home like huddled around her monitor um eating takeout food and just like so afraid to take our eyes off the monitor when she was sleeping like that feeling and that memory just sticks with you So here we are today, and she's suddenly five years old and ready to start kindergarten in a few short months. It feels like we went from like a baby to a freckled-faced, beautiful little girl overnight, but it didn't, did it? There were a million little moments between here and there. There were up all nights, first smiles, figuring out baby wearing, fretting over breastfeeding, the relief of bottles, a million fall downs and get back ups, a couple trips to the emergency room, first words, all the hugs, kisses, and tears. Five years seems so big for her, but also me. The day she was born, I was too. I was born into motherhood, or motherhood was born into me, and I or we would never be the same, only better. Better for the learning, better for the big, bold, and curious heart. Better for her big, bold, and curious heart. When you become a mom, all the little things that used to seem important fall away. I really needed that. All the weight of keeping this precious being alive and well is just so heavy and beautiful to hold. Parenthood is the greatest gift and the biggest challenge. Figuring how to show up for each of your children in a way that honors how they receive love, who they are, who they really are, and what they need is not easy and it keeps you on your toes constantly. There's nothing that can ever really prepare you for being a mother or a parent in general. There's no one piece of magic advice or book or theory. Believe me, I tried to read it all. There's just a collection of things that have worked for different people. And sometimes people get really passionate about these pieces of advice or that theory because it happened to work for them. The kicker is though, That way probably will not work for your child. So you learn to let it go and allow your own intuition to lead the way. That is such a beautiful process. When it comes to your children, there's nobody on this earth who's meant to know them or understand them the way you do. Where they begin and you end is one and the same. So as our children grow, individuate, and need us a little bit less, it's such a dichotomy between wanting to Uh, let it unfold as is, and then resisting the change. Even though I get nostalgic when I think of my daughter's first moments, first steps, or first words, I'm even more moved by the here and now. Like, Like the stuff she says and does on a daily basis that amazes me. 
She's a liver of life. She will always find the good in everything. And I just pray that her glass remains full. To paint a picture of this for you, the other day I was driving all three kids somewhere and I was stressed, running late, all the things. And I said, ugh, we're always late. And Mia responded with, yeah, mom, that's okay. That's just life. Sometimes, sometimes we're just late and the sun's out. I mean, be still my mama therapist heart. If that isn't a solid outlook, I don't know what is. I guess what I've learned most thus far is that our children don't need us to be perfect or have it all together at times. They just need us to love them and love them well. They need to know we believe in them. They need to know we believe in them, period. Or we believe them, period. I'm sorry. They need to be seen. They need to be heard. They need to be respected. They need to be goofy. They need us to be goofy with them, to tell them stories, to lead by example in life and in love. They need us to kiss their daddy every once in a while and to see us dance around the kitchen to Taylor Swift. Okay, maybe that's just my thing. They need us to be real. They need us to argue and make up. They need to see us lose our patience and then apologize. They need to learn what rupture and repair looks like. I guess they just need us to be kind, courageous, and whole human beings. There's so much room for, a, for love in a child's heart. And they most often don't see what we're doing wrong, but notice all the things we're doing right. My greatest hope is to be able to keep parenting in a way that each one of my child needs to be parented, to let my heart and gut lead the way and to allow them to be exactly whoever they need to be to feel like their truest and best self. But clearer ever, clearer than ever now, I see that I must be all those things too. I must lead by example. So that's the end of my letter. So you can kind of see how <laughs> I started with a birth story and then went into a reflection of my experience of motherhood now not necessarily how I planned it when I sat down to write it but it's what I needed in that moment um, and that's the power I think of journaling or writing as a reflective process or as a process that's um, beneficial to your mental health is that you can just allow your your brain to do what it needs to do there's no editing necessary, necessary. There's no right or wrong. It just is. And so you can really see that process in what I wrote. So I imagine if you're listening, you're probably a mom too, or you have a mom or want to be a mom someday. Or like I said, maybe you're uh, a man and you're listening and that's great too. The train's going by. <laughs> I'm wondering what this stirred up for you. Did it bring up memories of your child's birth too? Did it have you questioning where you are in your parenting journey or maybe just reflecting on it deeper? Wherever listening to this brings you or brought you today, just allow yourself to go there and feel those feelings. Notice the sensations in your body. Take a deep breath and let it out and do that for as long as you need in order to feel that peaceful feeling of calm. Calm isn't easy to come by these days, is it? You deserve it though. To you, my Mia, baby girl, keep on smiling, keep on shining, keep on asking all the questions, keep on daring, keep on running faster than the boys, and keep on being the big-hearted, kind, and beautiful soul that you've always been since the day you were born. 
And mostly, please never ever stop being fully you. Thank you guys for listening and for allowing me to share my personal birth story, allowing me to share my personal love letter to my now five-year-old, and hopefully allowing you to think about or consider doing some more writing and journaling, maybe when it comes to your birth story or motherhood story or process as a proactive way to take care of yourself, to honor where you're at, to reflect, to take stock, whatever it may be. You guys, this is a journey, this thing called life. We don't always get it right. We make mistakes. We mess up. We learn. We move on. So just keep going down that road. Keep taking really good care of yourself and ask for help when you need it. As always, um, you can email me, caitlin at petalumacbt.org with any questions or ideas for future podcasts. Um, You can also follow me on Instagram at mother underscore more. I'd love to hear from you. And that's it, guys. I hope you have a wonderful week. Cheers. for listening and if you enjoyed what you heard head on over to apple podcasts or itunes to subscribe so that way you can be notified as new podcast episodes become available also i'd love it if you take the time to write me a review or leave me a rating you can follow alongside my journey on instagram at mother underscore more where i talk about things like mental health wellness motherhood modernizing therapy and sort of all the things And if you're interested in working one-on-one with me or finding out more about the kind of work I do, you can check out my website, which is therapywithcaitlin.com. Remember, you are so worth the work it takes to live your very best life. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are up above the world so high. Like a diamond in the sky, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Yay! Up, up, up.